you can get knocked down on your feet. It, you know, if if you let it happen, and you can choose to get up if you want, or you can choose to stay down. And like for me, it was always just keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding, and um, you know, you eventually will be rewarded. So this is the Views with Voices podcast. This is a show where our views are now the voices to be heard, and our experiences are to be captivated with a level of sincerity. I'm your host, Duan Thompson. Hey, welcome to the Views of Voices podcast. I'm your host, Duan Thompson. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about life as a walk-on athlete. And on today's show, we have a special guest, a very close friend of mine, former Washington State running back, University of Montana running back, Elijah Lee. Welcome yes, to the show. Sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. There we go, man. Hey, before we get started, let's let's let's, let's talk about what you what you sipping on, man. I'm, I'm gonna show you what I got right now. Oh yeah, let's, got let's this, see what you got. This, this barefoot wine peach, Bur- Burberry. <laughs> hey, you feel? Hey, straight out of Walmart. Hey, it's it's okay boy, though. That juice, boy. That. I gotta feel. I gotta feel good. Right on. Show show me. Show me what you got. What you got for today? Well, you know me, my my alter ego of the past couple months. You know, uh, Juanísimo Papu. I can't even talk. Juanísimo (laughs) Papu Chulo. Yeah, man. I like it. I like it. You know, let's let's go ahead and let's get a toast going. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey. Hey, more life and more success. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. get it. Bing. Here we go. All right, let's get it started, man. So, um, just give give the audience, you know, what I'm saying a little a little dive into who you are, your your upbringing, and who um, you know who raised you and helped shape you into the person you are today. Right on, right on. Uh, man, where can I start? Um, so I, you know, I grew up in Venice. As well as Cover City, my grandmother used to live in Cover City. The projects, um, not too many people know, some people do, but primarily Venice. Um, always been an athletic kid, not to brag or nothing, but that's just what I did with the people I grew up with, um, as you know. Um, yeah, just just playing sports a, a lot of my life. Um, growing up with a bunch of people my age, um, a ton of us, probably well over 15 of us just all together. So that was more of my upbringing. And, you know, I didn't have a father in my life. My mom raised me by herself uh, with a lot of help from my grandmother. Uh, rest in peace, Lula. We love you and miss you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess from from childhood to, you know, college, I played football most of my life. So that was a lot. Um, you know, that took a lot of my lifetime and shit, I'm, I'm thankful for it because I met a lot of people along the road, uh, longtime friends, friends from schools, friends from high school and whatnot. So that's that's the majority of my life is sports, football primarily, and, um, you know, video games along the way, too. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know, I definitely understand, definitely relate. Right. You know, I, I, I basically grew up without a dad, too. I mean. He was in my life, you know, verbally and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, he got sent- sentenced to 25 years of life. So, you know, at the end of the day, man, my, my mom raised me too, just like yours. So, right, right, right. you know, we we definitely got some some common ground right, right. there and relate to that. And so, um, you know, first question is, man, you know, we talked about football and, yeah. you know, life of, as a walk-on athlete. But, mm-hmm. you know, what was the what's the first thing that comes to your mind when we talk about football? Like, 
the word football? What, what's oh, the first thing that comes to your mind? Really, really from, from day one, I would say like physical or physicality and like hitting. Like at every stage of football I played, it was a lot of hitting involved. From Pop Warner, you got a, yeah. um, I forgot. Well, I think it's called like just heads up, just something like heads up where you going up against the other player, they blow the whistle, you lay on your back flat, uh, heads are facing each other. Um, <laughs> exactly. yeah, so, yeah, it started with that, um, you know, getting. Getting banged around, you know, I was doing a lot of banging too. So, uh, doing that, um, I mean, through high school, just big hits, both offensively and defensively, and even college. I just remember, uh, at Montana, it was, I think we were playing Portland State at home, and we had a back to back play. So, I got a, I got the, uh, the handoff, we went left with, I forgot to play, um, the name. So, you know, I had a good run. We do a no huddle. And next thing you know, I go to the right side. They flip it. So the backer already keyed in. And um, so, you know, I'm running the ball. I'm ready to get on. And boom. <laughs> I, done, I done fumbled the ball. <laughs> I ain't played the rest of that game all thing. So, hey, man. You, hey, you know? Hit. Yeah. So that, that that's all I could like football, man. Obviously, you can get into the, to the depths of it. But I think contact and, like, physicality are, like, the main standouts. No, yeah, most definitely, man. Like I, like for me, when I think of football, man, I think of being competitive, right? So, right, right. you know, our whole life we was competitive, even from bitty basketball, right, right, and stuff like that. So, like, I feel like everything in life is a competition, right? Mm-hmm. So, a competition to be better than you know the person next to you, yeah, to be better the next day than what you are. So, right. you know, that's basically football, man. Football relates to life mm-hmm. so much. And uh, man, that you know, definitely football has helped you know me and you and shoot everybody else that yeah, played. Yeah, you know, whether it's high school, you know, little league, yeah. uh, college, and even you know some of the boys we know that's in the NFL. Man, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure football has taught them a lot of things that help them now. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so so basically the next question, next question I got is um, when and how did you get into football? Like, who introduced you to uh, playing? For the Venice Bulldogs, basically. So that's a good question, but if I think like I, I probably couldn't get into the to like the exact person or reason, but I know I played. I think I played flag for at six years old. I think I played flag, and then I went on to play. Um, what was it like? Might not mighty mites. I forgot what what the small division was, but mm-hmm. obviously I had I had guys older than me, so like Gabe Marks, um, you know Tiandre mm-hmm. and all those guys. They were older, yep. so you know watching them play football is like, all right, when it's my time, I'm gotta gonna go play. play. Yeah, so, gotta play. Yeah, so you know seeing them, I think, and then just like I mentioned earlier, just having a lot of people who I grew up with. Um, it was just the the thing to do. Um, Oakwood Park, mm-hmm. and then we even had practices okay. at Pinmar Park, but it was just like, all right. You know you can play football. Like we pretty much yeah. had a full team of just our homies. So, um, and then like the OGs in the hood, they you know they they became the coaches. So it was, it was just like an easy format to follow. It wasn't nothing. You didn't have to go travel too far or anything like that. It was just all right. We here. We about to play. That's it. Exactly, man. Like for for me, right? Yeah. I think the the first person that like introduced football to me. And actually convinced my mom to let me play football mm-hmm. was a uh, Jerico. Oh man, yeah, Jerico. Yeah, yeah, Jerico. Okay, at first, you know, you know how moms are, man, overprotective. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, at first he asked my mom. She was like, "No, nah, I don't want him to get into that," right. and blah blah blah. And so the crazy thing is, 
he went to her job and actually convinced her to like let me play football. So that was that was the first person that really introduced me to playing football. So I I think I was about I want to say like six, maybe six or seven years old. Who did you play for? Venice Bulldog. Oh, that Vin- was the first okay, one. okay. That was your first. Man, and then hey, also, hey, I then- was out number fifty-five, baby. Oh, we show. I think I. Uh, <laughs> man, I don't know who got a picture, but it sure is a picture with you. Uh huh. I, I just yeah, I only was- remember you for the most part playing for uh, who, who was the Chargers. Yep, like the Chargers. Probably, yep, yeah, right before high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you was like the Chargers. Hey, hey man, hey, the Chargers. That was, that was my. Hey <laughs> man, hey, that's from the quarterback days. Yeah, but yeah, that. You know, Jericho, I got you know, I gotta give him some credit, man, because uh yeah, you know, he 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 led he led the way, you know, right. damn near. And so um, so as a kid, man, well, like what made you love the game? Like what made you really love football? Um, I would I would say, well, let's see. I think I first started playing in like oh three, oh two, and so I don't really remember any players from that era who probably influenced me, but again, just Knowing that football was a thing to do, like, you know, we play baseball, we play basketball um, at Oakwood, yep. but football, like, when that time came and we went on to watch the high schoolers play, you know, I've been this high, it was just like, all right, it's my time to, to suit up with the Bulldogs, and for us, it was like, all right, let's go out and play hard, we, you know, we play people all the way, mm-hmm. what, I think it was like West, I forgot what the name was, but just going to different places, uh, Saturdays just being fun. I just knew that was mm-hmm. something I wanted to do. And then especially, you know, Saturdays you get to hang out with your friends. So that was like, it was that being with your friends, hanging out with your friends, and more importantly, like just playing the game with your friends. Exactly. Yeah. So like for me, man, I, what made me love it, like you said, just being with your friends right. and, and honestly just, just like playing football. And so, and I really fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. When I, I think it was my second year and I was able to play running back. I think I was number 20. And then, you know, the, once you get that ball, man, you get that feeling like, yeah. man, I can do anything I can, like, I want to do. Right, And right. so um, I think that's what made me really love the game, just having the ball in my hand. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that that really leveled up to high school and football. So, I, you know, I've always an offensive player. So that that's that's what made me love the game, scoring right. touchdowns and running, having us, having man. that spotlight on you. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that was me. That That's what I like. And so, you know, as a kid, right, the, did you realize that you can play this game at a high level or like did that did that come like later on in life like high um, school or, or well, middle school you know everybody's dream at that as kids was all right I want to go play in the NFL like NFL you didn't think you want to be a doctor you want to work at this company do this or that it was I'm going to the NFL so you know mm-hmm. you have you always have big aspirations for that um and then obviously the further you get along into the game um you know through high school like just being under recruited and then just being in college, like kind of like, I I don't know. A lot of people, they probably would, wouldn't relate to this or probably would question what I'm saying. But like, you kind of realize a, for me, it was, I lost love for the game primarily because of Mm -hmm. a coaching change. So my, um, what was it? My first year in Montana. So the head coach who offered me a scholarship, Bob Stitt and uh, coach Justin Green, who I definitely appreciate um, because that was one of the best decisions of my life to, you know, have that happen. But once um, the head coach got fired after one season, we brought they brought in the new head coach. And, you know, it, it started off rocky from, I believe, uh, winter conditioning. And we get into that. And 
you know, I have a sickle cell trait, so I had a lot of issues with trying to condition. Even though Washington State mm-hmm. um, during midnight maneuvers, I just I couldn't condition up to like everyone else's level. Like there were times I needed a break, and you know, I always yeah. say I'm not about to pass out for a team. So um, I just trainers understood the situation, but for some reason he didn't like that, and you know, mm-hmm. call, you get called the soft um, and, and, and the p words and this yeah. that. And for me, it didn't bother me, but. You know, it is what it is because that's how some people are. But it, it started with that, and just that whole season is like up and down. They bring in a, um, they bring in a transfer fullback yeah. from San Diego State, who's a cool dude, Adam Eastwood. Uh, shout out to him. And you know, I was one through fall camp, and then we go through another issue. Our quarterback leaves, and I tweet, they messed up on they messed up on this one, oh, and then like his okay. yeah, his number two mm-hmm. on Twitter. Should I have said it? Maybe not, but I didn't think it was the end of the world. So, anyways, the coaches didn't even notice until a couple weeks down the road. And then we we're in the fall camp, and I'm running with the ones, you know, even through spring, running with the ones, sharing the reps with um, Adam. Our other guy, Jeremy, was hurt at the time, but um, yeah. So that happens, and then next thing you know, he speaks to me about it. He threatens to take my scholarship, and then um. Like, wanted me to apologize. So, you know, ultimately, I had to apologize um, for two reasons, obviously, to keep playing and to finish out my um, degree. But, um, yeah, so let – I mean, that's that's already a lot in itself, and that's preseason. That's before season actually starts. So, anyways, yep. down the road, um, the playing time is cut by half. Um, stats are cut by half. It was just frustrating. So, like, for me, I just knew I didn't want to go on. I, everyone knows sports are political, um, especially mm-hmm. football. You have – I mean, I've, I've always dealt with, you know, the height test and the eye test and all that stuff. And so I just I just lost it. Like, and I know how hard it is to go to the next level. And, you know, I don't regret not going or not even trying because I was, I was content with how far I got. And I don't know if that's the best way to say it, but I had my fun. I got to yeah, – of course one of my ultimate goals in life. So anyways, that's, that's, that's kind of where I knew like that was the end for me and yeah. I was totally fine with it. I mean, I've played my years and I came out uninjured uh, with, you know, with serious injury. So that was pretty, that was pretty neat. Yeah. See, see, man, that, that story right there that you told, you know, the coach, they view like mental weakness and, and it's crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and I, and I hate it. I definitely hate that. But like, you know, as a kid, you know, I, you know, like you said, right. Like you, you think you can go to the NFL and yeah. stuff like that and, you know, play college football and, you know, that, that definitely was the goal. Right. But I think I realized that, you know, I was able to play at, you know, a high level for, you know, for high school, let's say that right, right, right. When, when I actually went to Lamar Park Chargers, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, playing quarterback for them, and actually doing the thing that I was able to do at, what, 10, 11 right. years old. And so I, I think from that point on, I was like, okay, I, I think I'm able to, you know, play quarterback or, you know, play a different position, mm-hmm. but definitely play quarterback at the high school level. And so, man, so I, I would always have a football in my hands, you know, always throwing and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, definitely Lamar Park Chargers, I think they they put that confidence in me that, you know, I'm able to play at a high level. Mm-hmm. And at that at this point, the high level was high school football playing quarterback. Right. And right. so, you know, definitely that that has really, you know, helped me out. When I got to high school, 
I think I even realized that I was able to play at a high level mm-hmm. when I was playing quarterback. And so I think around that time, Russell Wilson, I oh, think he was yeah. like the shortest quarterback. But before him, it was Drew Brees. Oh, yeah, and so yeah. I was just like, okay, hey, Russell Wilson by 5'10", if he can do it, then I think I, think I got it. Right. And so, you know, during that ninth and 10th grade year, and I was just like, okay, let's 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 rock with it. Let's see how it goes. And so, you know, I think I think you know that time having Russell Wilson and Drew Brees to really look at, and I was like, okay, I, I think I can play this at a high level. You know, yeah. maybe not NFL, but you know, definitely definitely college. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but you know, I ended up making a position change and stuff like that. So, which actually made me ten times better because right. uh, I was I actually really thought. You know, after my junior year, I could really go play college football and, you know, probably get to the NFL. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, uh, during high school, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we really didn't get that much looks when it came to, um, you know, scholarships and stuff like that. So, right. you know, after not receiving a scholarship, you know, how did you feel? And, you know, what was your next step? You know, was being a walk on, you know, the first option was, or was going the JUCO route? Like, okay, let's. Let's see what we can do. So what's so crazy about that is like the whole dynamic of like junior college. And I just, I knew somehow, some way I would get stuck there. And Mm -hmm. that was like, you know, I I had the smarts to go on and and get into school. Like I had got accepted into a couple of schools. So I'm like, okay. Um, One school, um, a Christian school, Grand Canyon, small school, no football. Mm -hmm. They offered, not offered me, but they, yeah, yeah, they offered to pay a lot of my tuition. So I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm about to go there. And then um, and at this point, I was like, all right, I'm done with football. And then okay. Humble State came around, and yeah, I, I got that. accepted I into there. That. So then I was really, like, interested in going there. I've never – I had never been there. Um, yeah. Didn't know much, but I knew they had a football team. And, you know, it was a smaller school. Um, I won't say F- FCS or D2, one of those. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so I contact the coach and like I'm sitting on my highlights and like my highlights were cool like it wasn't like no nothing bad I, you know I wasn't the most speedy guy out there but like you know I thought like all right I'm sending to Humble State maybe they'll let me walk on or get a preferred walk on <clears throat> excuse me but um yeah so send it out to them then the coach was like oh you have to try out next school year so yeah so I would miss fall and had to try out spring I'm like man Humble State. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. Do all that for Humble State. So, anyways, I get um, I forgot how it came in. I think it was an email or some a piece of mail, but it's from Washington State, and this was just admissions to the school. And like, and you know, as a lot of people know, uh, Keandre was there, my cousin, and then Gabe, yeah. no childhood mm-hmm. friend. So when I seen that, I'm like, well, shit, I'm about to go there and just go to school. You know, I'll know some people on the football team. Um, yeah. obviously they have a football team that, you know, it, at the time it wasn't like the biggest, but you know, Pac-12 is Pac-12. So, um, after that it was, all right, well, or even before that, we, we could backtrack a little bit. Uh, once I knew how to get a scholarship, I was sending out emails to almost every school. Like I would go, um, how do you find it? Um, athletic faculty. Uh, yeah. And, you know, look for the emails of, Position coach, like every running back coach mm-hmm. out there, yep. I would look for the email and then I would, um, you know, email them a highlight tape from Huddle and then even my YouTube one. They were kind of different, especially for senior year, but 
I'm yeah. talking about emailing all of them, emailing head coaches, um, other position coaches. And, yep. and mm-hmm. if I showed you now my email, it's just hundreds of thousands of, of emails. Like I'm talking about every day I'm sending something. So um, that was that process. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to Washington State. Maybe I could walk on there. So, you know, that time comes around and I'm talking. I remember I think Antonio Huffman, um, mm-hmm. he was there. So I was trying to contact him and, you know, they, they didn't have any more. Uh, spots available. So, but hold on, hold. We're gonna we're gonna get into that. Gonna oh, okay, 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 yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, that was that though. So yeah, we we could move on, I guess, because I can say the rest for the next part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, let's see. Yeah, so so like for me, right? Like after not receiving a scholarship, right? You know, we get these things in the mail, right? And we just like, oh man, oh yeah. okay, okay. I think I can get one. I, yeah. I think I got one from Colorado State. Um, like that conference, but yeah. Like after not receiving a you know a scholarship at a high school, man, I, I was kind of discouraged in, in in a way, right? And so I was thinking, like, oh man, what you know, what's my next step? Like, should I really walk on or should I go to you know SMC and play? Mm-hmm. And so for for a cool minute, I was thinking like, okay, I should I should go to SMC. You know, Coach Gaskell was the offensive coordinator right, right. at the time, and so I was just like, I, I think I can go to SMC. Mm-hmm. And you know, get a uh, get a scholarship from there. And so, you know, what really changed my mind, right? I end up talking to um, Washington State. The coaches end up hitting me up about a walk on, you know, being a walk on and stuff like that. And I was just like, okay. And so, you know, me, man, my, I asked my mom for about everything, advice, right, right, you right. know. So I was just like, you know, what what should I do? And the first thing that come to mind was, you gonna go to Washington State. And so, mm-hmm. and I was just like, okay, because you know, like you said, like you, when you go to JUCO route, a lot of people they feel stuck. That's that's yeah, for some people, right? Yeah. And so, in her mind, she's like, I don't want you to feel stuck. I don't want yeah. you to be stuck, and then not end up getting your degree, mm-hmm. because you know, she know a lot of people that stopped in their tracks. Right. And so, um, you know, basically from there, you know, I was like, okay, let's let's go to Washington State, mm-hmm. and let's uh, let's be a walk on, and hopefully after a year or two. You know, I'm able to, to receive a scholarship. You know, yeah. that's that's the whole goal as walk-ons, yeah. right? So, and so basically, you know, right there, I was like, let's do it, man. And so, you know, we had Teandre and Gabe, mm-hmm. man, and you know that that was huge, man, because it, it kind of made me feel at home. Right, right. And so when I went there for orientation, I was just like, okay, that's Gabe. You know, I spent the night at Gabe's, you know, for right. for about a whole. I want to say about a whole week and so that you know that made me feel you know at home so yeah. you know being a walk-on over there i was like okay i i, I can do this right so it, it feels just like home so but yeah like um so how how did you end up deciding that washington state was for you you know like you uh, said you had you had you know yeah you had Humboldt state and then you um where's where the other canyon. school that you're at yeah grand, grand canyon. canyon so you know what made you decide that all right Washington State was it? Um, honestly, I couldn't even tell. I well, Kendrick and Gabe primarily, but yeah. um, I didn't know anything about the school other than you know Pac-12 football. But even then, mm-hmm. it wasn't a big school. Obviously, you, you followed the you know SCEs and mostly the South schools, so Pac-12 yeah. South schools. Um, and then I didn't. I don't really know much again, uh, much about Washington State. Other than it was a Pac-12 school, and you know it was 
It was in Washington. That's all I knew. I didn't know it was um, the rolling hills. I didn't know the population was primarily students. So even the orientation, I was primarily on like, what do you call it? The south side of the school. So I think we stayed in, um, not Gannon's, because that's where I stayed freshman year. But um, even further south, like when you first come into the school, like Mm -hmm. it was somewhere over there in the corner. Uh, Wayne used to stay there, but. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I remember what you talked. About. I forgot the name. Yeah, I, can, I couldn't tell you the name, but um, I don't know. It wasn't Gentry. I think that's my other school. But. Nah, yeah. Um. So yeah, all that's all I knew. I didn't know much about the town. So even after orientation, I'm just like, well, shit, this is a big school <laughs> to me. You know, mm-hmm. I I didn't nope. I didn't think much. Obviously, that UCLA is not that you know about it, but those aren't really college towns. It's just the city. But um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so even after orientation, I'm like, well, I met some cool people, um, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to be a part of this. And I don't know if I could say that it being Washington State gave me a better chance to walk on, um, but, you know, I felt like, all right, well, it is Washington State. They weren't the best at the time, so it gave me a little hope, I guess. But, um, yeah, that's that's all I had about the school, nothing I didn't know what major to study, none of that. It was just, all right, I'm leaving. I'm not going to SMC. That was the ultimate thing. I'm not going to SMC. Yeah. Everybody uh, was there. Um, I remember going to some of their practices, um, like before it was official practice. And you had 100 kids out there all from high schools all across um, the greater LA area. So I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. doing that. Um, so yeah, I was, all right, Washington State it is. My mom supported the decision. Uh, she thought it was best I got out the city, you know. You want to get caught yeah. up in anything else in life out here at the time, so that that was the main thing. Yeah, exactly. You like like man, like like I said earlier, you know, Washington State. You know, I decided a little bit, but you know, at the end of the day, man, my my mom really decided right that you know I was I was going there, and mm-hmm. so you know I had I had a plan though, you know, being on a football team, right, and so you know that that was really the decision for me, my mom, and uh, you know basically having Gabe and Teandre there, man, because you know Teandre. You know, that's big cousin right yeah. there, basically. So, you know, having having him and having Gabe right there, you know, that was that was real huge for me. And I think that was really the deciding factor as in like, okay, I'm going to Washington State. Right. Um, you know, being out there for orientation, staying with Gabe. And so yeah, that you know, I had a lot of fun that week. So Man, you know, I definitely that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what they call it, the the, the gauntlet. Yeah, the gauntlet, boy. <laughs> yeah, that house so, was you know, else. Man, what so so I think that you know that was the deciding factor mm-hmm. that made me go to Washington State, you know. So, but uh, you know, what what route did you initially take in order to even be a walk on? So, Man. that that's explain like explain that, explain that. That's something like if you don't know, you don't know. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people that you may know from college, you know, were usually scholarship or you know, transfer scholarship, all that stuff. So I actually had to sit, not even sit, like I just was not a part of football for Mm -hmm. the entire fall semester. So as season was going, I was just like, I was at every game or home game as just a normal friend. Um, So that was that. And for me, it was like, all right, I think I was about 175, maybe 170. um, And that's coming out of high school. So I'm like, all right, I have to get bigger. Like I know to play in this Pac-12, you got to be strong, you got to be fast and whatnot. So the recipe for even before getting the walk on um, tryout. So that's what I'm getting to. But before even getting to the tryout, it was all right, go to school, you normal student. But after that, 
we hit in the gym. So you know I had a bunch of people in, in my hall. Yep. So we would go to the gym after um, classes. Like sometimes later at night, um, a lot of times mm-hmm. around, you know, right before dinner or after dinner. Um, and that was like the grind. Four or five days a week going in there, lift weights. Um, yep. And I mean, a lot of people may not believe it, but the majority of the nights for the primary, or not even primary, but the majority of that um, semester, it was 500 push-ups a night. And I kid you not, it'd probably be a couple nights we took off, but it'd be nice we even come back from parties. So I remember like Eli was like one of the main ones, but I had Rands <laughs> in there, um, sometimes Wayne, um, you know, and those guys, and we were doing 500 mm-hmm. push-ups. You know, so a lot of times they, they didn't care much about it, but like I know Eli, he always tried to stay right there with me. Um, so you know, I, even after going out, sounds crazy, that. but knocking push ups out. So, like, I think I gained 10 pounds up upwards of like 10 to 15. And yeah. um, so I say I got to like 180, 185, and then we get to the tryout process. So that comes around in March, I believe, and this is right before um, spring ball. and it's it's sort of ran like a like a combine in a sense like all right they want to get you out they want to uh, have you test on bench press so they have the two twenty five bench and they have the one eighty five bench so right there you know I got under the bench and right before that I was I was doing bench great like I'm knocking out two twenty five so you know two plates on each side I'm knocking those out yeah. I get into the tryout I do it about sixteen times. Um, and already I had an impression. I remember Huff was like, all those guys were in there like, oh, like, who is this kid? You know, um, so I did that. And then we go outside, we do a little agility and all that. So, of course, I still have my skill from, you know, all the years I played even through high school. Mm-hmm. But what kept me fresh exactly. was, um, what was it, flag football. We had flag football that whole yeah, fall. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so a lot of, man, we were deep, probably like 15 deep playing flag. I'm talking about, I'm killing the kids out there killing yeah. them so that uh-huh. that kept me fresh um you but, don't belong out there man you, you know yeah. you belong right right near on the field yeah yeah so yeah once once we did the uh all the drills so then they forgot how they contacted us but um well i think it was a list that was like outside the room like football facility yeah. and so i seen my name then they gave you the further steps and initially it was only like two of us and then i think a couple more dudes came along as they needed more space for uh spring mm-hmm. ball. Um but yeah that was my route. It was tryout. Like I was a walk on tryout. And it's so crazy to think because I had a like relatively great high school career, you know. Yeah um, you did. Yeah. City yeah. section first City team. section, yeah, first team and like um yeah. Western Division uh co office player of the year, I think my junior year. So mm-hmm, um, yeah. You know, like the little accolades and, you know, all the touchdowns and all that, you know, you kind of think, all right, I'm going to get something, but I end up being a walk-on tryout. And for me, like, that's like one thing I'll never forget. And like, I had, I told my girlfriend, cause you know, every now and then I'll be like, oh, football this, college football that, like talking about the yeah. past. But like, it, it, it was funny cause she was like, um, she's like, you always talk about that. It's over. Like, like jokingly, but not knowing. So I had to like school it real quick. Like, Hey, listen. That was a hard route, and I'll talk about that until I'm 65 years old. Like, mm-hmm. I just take a lot of pride in that because a lot of people either don't try or give up. And like for me, it was I'm getting here, and you know I mean, well I'm not even gonna get further into it because maybe you got questions about it. But yeah, that was just like it was the ultimate test in life, and to me, I succeeded. Yeah, of course, man. Like at the 
at the end of the day, that makes you like 10 times mentally stronger, right? And mm-hmm. so I remember going into the into the office and talking to Huff, right? Right. And you was right there beside me. And then um, I don't know if it was Huff or or um or Dennis, but uh, I remember going to the office and actually talking to him. And then um you was kind of waiting for like, what about me? Yeah. And so he was like, You're gonna have to try on, try out. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, I kind of felt that energy and felt that vibe. And I seen your face. I'm like, oh man, yeah. you know. So, so from that from that day forward, I all I like I would always make you feel like you belong there. Like yeah. I would always make sure you had tickets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. that was my number one thing. Like right. Elijah Lee, check. Just make sure yeah. he, you know he's able Get to go to the, the game. games mm-hmm. and go to the games for free. So, you know that was that was definitely it, man. And, right. You know I was I was happy as hell that you was able to be on the team and stuff man. like that. Like you know we had you know I think at the time. Me, you, Gabe, and right. Teandre, I yeah, think. Yeah, at Teandre one point. Was yeah, yep. it was, yep. yeah, at one point. Yep. And so, you know, that that was huge, man. Venice was putting on right there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that, that was definitely, you know, a proud moment right there. So, but like we're trying out, right? Did you ever feel discouraged that you even had to, you know, go that route? Like, was there even a, a doubt in your mind that like, man, like, what if I not make the team? What right, if right. I don't make the team? And you know, stuff like that, like what I'm going to do. So, so you know, did you um, ever feel discouraged? For me, it was like, all right, so we get into the tryouts and just seeing all the players that were there trying out, like, you know, a lot of normal college kids, um, you know, freshmen and even sophomores and juniors. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say, like, oh, I thought I looked better than them, like, physically. Um, you know, some dudes who worked out, I seen them at the rec center. But um, yeah. I don't know. I just, like, I felt like, just my my history and my background in football, like I knew I was kind of that guy, but I was never, you know, the five star, the four or three star, like zero stars. Mm-hmm. But you know, I knew I had skills. So once I got out there, it's like, all right, this is just something I've been doing my whole life. So I, I don't think I was ever discouraged throughout that walk on process. Like I mentioned yeah. earlier, the um, like it was like a grind for me that whole fall. I wasn't on the team. It was it was like, all right, I'm gonna get right. Um, I want to get in the best shape I could get in and, you know, be prepared for the tryout. And, like, once I got to the tryout and, again, get on the bench press and kill it, like, there weren't too many dudes doing 225 and definitely weren't too many dudes pushing 16th uh, uh, reps. 16 times. Yeah. yeah that, so, that's tough right there. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. But, I mean, once that happened, I'm like, oh, man. Like, you know, you can see the expressions on the coaches' faces. So, I'm like, all right, I'm, yeah. let me just keep this up and I'll be good. Was uh was Coach Loco there or not? Nah, it was just, um, just him. Nothing. Yeah, I think Loco was there. Um, okay, okay. I, I believe Tyson. I, I don't remember his face at the time, but like I remember Loco being in there. Um, it was it was it was a handful of coaches in there, believe it or not. Um, but That's yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah. And so, so how was that like mentally for you to wait on that call, like that you made the team? Like, how was that mentally? Oh, I just, I remember uh, calling my mom again. She was like my biggest supporter throughout the whole process. Yep. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, being away from her, obviously you get, you, you get raised in a single parent household with your mom. You in a sense, you know, a lot of people say it, but like mama's boy. Now I wasn't like, man, of course. Yeah. yeah. You know, it is what it is. A lot of people can say different reasons for being a mama boy or, you know, how they acted, but it was like a good relationship and, like I, you know, she was always there at every parent teacher conference and every mm-hmm. support everything I did. So yeah. she was the first person I called because I knew like she was so proud of my success. And um, 
you know, she just, she told me to, to stay strong. Like, you know, you could do it. You know, I believe in you. And then I even had support from my grandmother and other family, um, family and friends. So, um, yeah, it was, it was like a big deal for me. And even the guys who I was standing at, um, in the freshman dorms with, they were just, they were super excited. Cause you know, as we got to know each other throughout that first mm-hmm. semester, you know, they knew I had a background, showed them my highlights. So they were just proud for me and, you know, they, they felt like they were one of the guys who got walked on. So that was that was another great feeling about that whole thing. Yep. And see, man, I'm already knowing, man, the, the Pulley Group. Yeah. That's, that's what we call ourselves, Pulley Nation. So right, right, I right. know they was really excited for you and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So we're going we gonna to get into the experience right. of being a walk-on, right? We're going to talk about how that life really was. Yeah. And so, um, you know, what do you think are some of the things that walk-ons have to go through? Oh man, um, it's just so much. I mean, even just beginning with like, all right, um, I believe the great W was called for like the lunch. Like, all right, they mm-hmm. gave us free lunch, but we didn't have dinner. So like, right there, you yep. kind of like felt a part wait, wait, of the team. On. I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna oh, interrupt you, to you right there because we're okay. gonna get to that one. Oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I already know where we're going with that. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so that that was one of the reasons. Um, and I'll explain a little later down down this uh video, but yeah, that that was one of the reasons you kind of felt like um excluded. Um, you had uh, which is so funny, but like the red backpack. So like people love and you know girls love when you have the red backpack. So yeah. I didn't have a red backpack, and so I didn't really feel official. Um, what else? Just getting more in depth about it. Um, it's a grind. Like you know, you go in there and you got to work a hundred times harder than the scholarship kid, and mm-hmm. you have to go out there and perform on scout team and do um you know the special team reps and all the little dirty stuff. All the the five stars and four stars and starters didn't yeah. want to do so. Mm-hmm. It was just it, you know everybody had a role in football, but you knew your role was to ball, and you know if you didn't ball because you know you're going against. When you on scout offense, you're going against number ones and number two. So, man, it was you know it was a grind every day. But I mean, for me, it was like I embraced it, and you know I was out there <laughs> running dudes over. And for me, that was like the mm-hmm. ultimate confidence booster. Um, yeah, starting linebacker, starting safeties, you name it. So, yeah, that's that's the grind though. Just knowing you're a part of something, but not fully, and that's that gets gets into the scholarship life. You're not on full scholarship. You are yep. a walk-on. So everything you do, it's like almost in a sense a partial tie, but you belong and you can make yourself belong. You just show the coaches you belong. And even if you didn't get a scholarship, like I didn't get a scholarship from that school, but you know, in the long run, Coach Mastro and um Coach Clay, I believe his name was. Damn, I can't remember his name, but the offensive line coach. Um he mm-hmm. ended up on Texas Tech after Tech, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He helped me too. Uh, they knew some people at Montana, so you know when you grind, they notice it and they see it when they're watching their number one, number two tapes. The head coach sees it, and mm-hmm. so yeah, it, just embracing your role and really working hard. Yeah, man, because you know being a walk on man, that that's a, like even more tough, like tougher grind right. than being a scholarship player because like you don't get the benefit of the doubt. Right, you know, so you 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 just on a on a team just to be a scout team player. Yeah, you know that's you know that's what it feels like at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we we go through a lot of things, but that to be honest, man, that that scout team really made me who I was. You know, right. especially you know going into my sophomore year, and you know being on a scout team with, whew, I think it was about the number 
I want to say number two defense in the Pac-12. Mm. You know, so you know, being on that scout team, man, it it was so much fun, man. We had we had Tyler, rest in peace, man, and yeah. um, you know James, and so you, and right. so you know that that was just that was so amazing. And so being on that scout team, you know, it created an even bigger bond, you know, mm-hmm. from from just going to meetings and just hanging around, you know, even after practice, and then Friday. So a lot of walk-ons, man. We 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 don't get the opportunity to to travel, <laughs> yeah. and so you know that. And so that Friday workout, right? You know that Friday workout. Whew, hey, man! The first time I did that, hey, Co- Coach Loco introduced me to college football. Yeah, boy, uh, it's different. Yeah. Whew, hey, that Friday workout is tough. Yeah, that, that, that tough. made you want to be like scout team player of the week, special team player. <laughs> yeah. or you have to get on special team. They're like, I ain't doing this for a long time. <laughs> Exactly. And that's what you end up that's what you end up doing, man. You end up you end up making your way. Right. End up being a letterman for Washington State. Yeah. And so you 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 was you was a special teams player. So and you Mm. know, I was definitely definitely proud of that one right there. And so, you know, as we as we said, you know, walk ons the whole you know, not the whole goal, but the thought is, you know, you're gonna be on the scout team to really help us out. And so, you know, do you think it's harder for walk ons to even get on the field? Um Yes, because especially depending on your position. So let's say the time I was there, you had, let's say the first year, James wasn't there. So first year you had Gerard balling, you had Jamal balling, and then you had Keith balling. So you got three, like, you know, elite dudes. And for me, it was like, I wouldn't say like a fourth string, you know, but like it was like those three dudes. And then that was it pretty much. Um, Mm -hmm. So... Aside from being like, you know, I played special teams. I was on um, kickoff return, punt return. Like, I knew going into games, that's all I was going into. And it was just embracing that. But, like, man, it's tough getting on the field at your position, especially, like, if you're not blowing people out. I think I got in um, my first year. I think I got in uh, versus Arizona, if I may recall. Mm -hmm. And got a couple carries, and that was that. But, um yeah, it was it was like no touches. Like I didn't go prepared to touch the ball. Now it's, it was times where like, or let's say a player went down for whatever reason, um, injury or something, and it's like all right, now I'm third string technically because I was traveling. So it was if one went down out of the three, you know they'd go with the two backs primarily. But if they needed me, and you know I had to know the playbook and whatnot, just like the okay. starters. But um. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I was looking like nerve wracking. It was like, damn, I'm about to get into a Pac-12 game to run the ball. Hey, like not even yeah. just to do kickoff or uh, our kickoff return and punt return, just to run. But um, I just always felt like I was prepared for whenever that opportunity was called. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't come often. Um, the second season, you know, I got a few more carries, but mm-hmm. nothing crazy. But um, yeah, it's it's tough, man. Making the field is tough. Yeah, yeah, it's it's real tough, man. Because like. You know, I never did even get on the field, mm-hmm. and it, which you know was definitely discouraging. Mm-hmm. You know, at that you know my sophomore year, I was, I was like mentally weak, like kind of getting weaker. All right. Because at that point, you know, I, you know, mentally strong, that it was it was tough being mentally strong. So, mm-hmm. you know, my sophomore year, I was kind of you know mentally not there, but I did know that you know being like doing my time on the scout team and. Would eventually, you know, let me be able to travel, right. and so you know that whole year that that was the goal, man, just being able to travel, right. and um, 
you know, I did for a couple of games and especially for Apple Cup, man, that, that man. was the goal, yeah, yeah. you know, Apple, with a travel yeah. for Apple Cup. So, yeah. you know, I did that, you know, being able to go to Seattle mm-hmm. and man, that, that was the it best was crazy experience. Oh my God. Crazy. That was the best experience I, you know, I've ever, crazy. ever yeah. had on the football field really. Mm-hmm. Um, well, about the second best experience, you know, I describe it the next one. After that, <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that was definitely it. Right. So how do you feel, you know, walk-ons are treated? Ooh. Man, well, it's too... Pers- wait, 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 hold on. Before you even answer, like, when it comes to on the field as well as off the field, like, how do you feel like they're treated? So I start with off the field. Um, it depends. I mean, obviously, I only can speak for... Well, I can speak for two schools, but one school from actually being a walk-on and then... My time from seeing how they treat them, um, mm-hmm. but so at Washington State, it's, it was more of, I mean, obviously you got to earn respect, just like every other player, you do have to earn respect, even if you're a five star. Um, so I don't think you really get treated differently as far like, all right, obviously a coach, he's going to choose his players over his scholarship players and other, and you know, people they recruited over a walk on, so. Every person may say something different. Now, you may have a walk-on who hated his entire experience and primarily yeah. because a coach was an a-hole or the coach never let him do anything and not even let him play scout. So, But for me, personally, um, I think I really earn respect like just running, running hard the way I did on scout team. So I mean I, I think I got that from even even actual players so not actual players but players who started defensive players um, they respected me for you know how I came out and practiced every day but mm-hmm. I, I guess it, it it would vary like even on one one team uh, twenty walk-ons would tell you twenty different stories because it all just depends but and then you get to on the field. Um, well, for me, obviously, I was a shorter dude, so it's like, I don't know, maybe people thought they could run through me, like, on kickoff return or punt return, but, like, you know, I made plays out there, and mm-hmm. I remember having, having like, I, one of my, you know, biggest plays for me was the Apple Cup, actually, the one you were talking about, and I was running back on uh, kickoff return, and, you know, you got to run, flip your hips, and that was, that was probably the hardest thing in football, honestly, like. Running through a hole is running through a hole. Running the route is running the route. But going back and you got to go and get in position and That's get tough. your hips turned. And these That's dudes tough. running full speed at you. It's like, damn, like, it's, you know, it's hard. And I was on, like, the outside part of the front line. So that was tough in itself. But anyways, we had, like, a certain setup for kickoff return. And um, mm-hmm. it was, like, almost like a blind side in a sense. But, like, the dude see me the way – like it played out, he seen me, but I knocked him completely off his feet. Like hit him hard, so that was like that was crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I, the only time I was ever like really, really, really challenged was like physically was against Oregon, and um, I can't remember the kid's name, but he was coming down smacking. Uh, so yeah, that that was uh. I, I I don't know, maybe just because he thought I was smaller, he could run through me, but it was one play he did. He gave me a nice hit. Um, and then another time I got tested was on um, – it was like a – it was supposed to be regular kickoff, and they did an onside kick. But that had nothing to do with being a walk-on. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe 
maybe players, other you know, opponents think differently of a walk on, or sometimes they probably don't know and don't care. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I don't really think I have like a bad experience of being a walk on, like just being treated certain ways. Yeah. So like for me, right, I'm, I'm a separated like you did, right, on and off yeah. the field. So so on the field, you know, when it comes to coaches, you know, strength coaches, position coaches. Right, right, right. And, um, you know, I think they really don't expect you to really, you know, be on the field. Right. Like, uh, like I said earlier in the, you know, in the episode, mm-hmm. like the whole, not the whole goal, but, you know, you're there to be, you know, on scout team or at best, you right. know, just be, um, you know, at best, just be a special teams player. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, on the field, man, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, you have to really, I'm talking about really impress them. Right. And, you know, outplay the person ahead of you yeah. to even be, you know, a, a second string mm-hmm. or a third string or just being able to travel, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to be extremely hard for you to even man. be a first string. And so, you know, I mean, it, it happens, right? We, yeah. we got players in the NFL that's walk on, you know, most notably, you know, J.J. Watt, yeah. you know, when he went to Wisconsin. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it is extremely hard on the field as walk-ons to be able to play. But not only play, start. Like, start that, that is harder Man. for walk-ons to even, you know, be a starter a start, yeah. in one of those big-time conferences. So, you know, I, like, like, you know, Hunter Renfro, mm-hmm. Clemson. You know, I'm I'm sure he worked his ass off to even be a starter at Clemson. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely possible, right? But it, yeah. it's it's such a small percentage, and so you know, like on the field, man, I you know I think walk-ons are treated, you know, a lot differently, you know, from you know scholarship players. But um, you know, at the end of the day, man, if you if you keep your head forward, right, and, you know, your head down and just keep working, I mean, I think you can eventually be on the field and then eventually be able to start like. Hunter Renfro or JJ yeah, Watt, yeah. And so you know, I think on the field, man, it, it, it it's hard, but it, it's definitely not impossible. And mm-hmm. you know, like in and off the field, man, hey, off the off the field, I I, uh, it, I, I think it's terrible, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, we don't have the benefits as scholarship scholarship right, right. athletes. And so you know, for example, you know, dinner, right? And so you know, we go through the same you know same grind just as scholarship athletes do, you know, during practice, you know, even before practice, you know, going to school, uh, even before going to school, doing your workout at 6 a.m., 5.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. And so, you know, we do the same thing as scholarship players, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't get the same benefits as they do when it comes to off the field. And what I mean by that, man, is, 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 like I said earlier, you know, being able to, to have dinner after, you know, Man, three, two, three, you know, hour practice, right? And so as walk-ons, we we can't have that dinner, right? We yeah. can't have a, can't have that steak, can't have those baked right, potatoes, right. Uh, crab legs, <laughs> you know, crab legs, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. We can't have that. And so, you know, I think off the field, it definitely needs to be improved. Um, you know, just you know, I'm not sure if it's like that at Alabama yeah. or Clemson, you yeah. know, schools like that. But you know, from our experiences in the Pac-12 at Washington State. I, you know, I, I think that should definitely be improved yeah. and, you know, walk on should be able to have that luxury of, you know, right. after practice, being able to go get you something to eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Just like, like a, steak, a relatively like healthy meal. 
Yeah, exactly. Right. Instead of going to, you know, the cafe and get you yeah, a burger yeah. and some fries, <laughs> you, know, at the, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we had a disadvantage yeah, like that. So, yeah. you know, I, I think that can definitely be worked on right there. Mm-hmm. So, and um, like, like you said earlier, crab legs, right? Yeah. Hey, I, I don't know if you remember. I, I'm, I'm nah, sure you yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll never forget that. Hey, boy. that, that was a crazy in. time. Yeah. <laughs> we had crazy. to sneak in and get some crab legs, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so, you know, we had to do that, you know, numerous of times. Right. And so, you know, we would even have, you know, some of the players that is, you know, that are able to get that food. Right. We'll have them have a to-go box, mm-hmm. you know, put, put food in the to-go box for us so we can take home. You know, I, I've done that so many, oh, so yeah. many times. I mean, you got you got, you got to finesse the system, man. That, that's man, you it. Had it, to. it. It was finessing the system. Yeah, like you said, you know, you, we got to finesse the system. Mm-hmm. But you know what's crazy, right? I think they, in my opinion, I think they caught on, and at some point, to go boxes, they just stopped doing it. Yeah, like there, oh, yeah. there was no to go boxes. So I don't know if that was, you know, because they found out other players were mm-hmm. was giving food you know, two walk-ons right. or people that, you know, not able to get it. But, uh, you know, they, they you know, I, I definitely think it was unfair for, you know, for them to really do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, now, you know, walk-ons over there at Washington State is able, you know, to get dinner too Man. as well. But, you know, at the end of the day, they did provide lunch, yeah, yeah. you know, which, um, you know, I definitely use for dinner. And so, um, right. you know, you know, I, I am grateful for that. But, you know, we should we should be able to get dinner because, we do the same thing that they do. Hell you know, we yeah. practice, we work out. And so, you know, I definitely think they should go ahead and, you know, give that to walk-ons as well. Yeah, for and sure. So, um, you know, and, and, and why do you, like, why do you think that, you know, they're not, they can't or they won't provide walk-ons with, you know, with dinner? Like, why can't yeah. we have that luxury? Like, uh, you know, what, what do you think? I, you I mean, I, I probably couldn't even give you give you a good answer because... As we know, like from the time we went in there, um, they get a lot of food. Like it's a ton of food. Now they do mm-hmm. have to feed um, all the scholarship athletes throughout the school. You know, every sport that has a scholarship athlete gets to eat. So, um, mm-hmm. give or take however many you know um, student athletes there were, they still have a lot of food. Um, we go in there. It's, it's Hundreds of steaks and you know a variety of different you know right. entrees and sides. Um, and I, I mean, I I couldn't tell you. Like, I would hope it didn't come from like like some selfish nature. Like, oh, they they mm-hmm. don't deserve it because, like you mentioned, yeah. we were there doing everything they did. But um, I mean, maybe maybe it was in like the financial plan, and I guess you can't knock that because that's already mm-hmm. something that's. I mean, it's no like. They don't purposefully purposely exclude you. It's just they buy this amount of food for you know probably a rough estimate of scholarship athletes. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's probably like the best answer I could think of. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Like financially, it, yeah. it's, they're not able to. Right. But I, I still think they are able to because I know there's a lot of food that's mm-hmm. that's being wasted oh, and thrown in the trash at the end of dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I think I think they're able to do that, man. It's a million dollar million dollar business. Yeah. So I, I definitely do think they're able to provide oh, you know yeah. walk ons with that. And so man, um, you know, I, I don't know if you remember right for, you know, for getting in trouble for sneaking man. in lunch. I mean, we, lunch we, uh, we getting in we trouble. Got banned or something for like mm-hmm. a yep. 
We got banned yeah. for sneaking in dinner. Mm-hmm. We got banned from, from lunch. lunch. Yeah. So and and you know that I think like I think that for me that was like my last straw, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, but you know, for us being banned, you know, how is that right in any way? Like, like, do you think that was fair for them to do that? I mean, or? if anything, you start off with like, all right, um, you know, you you snuck into because that's what it was. We snuck in and got some crab legs. Like, mm-hmm. shit, we hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And you get a dinner like that, you know, in college, you, we weren't cooking crab legs, and it wasn't no, no place out there cooking crab legs. So, um, mm-hmm. anyways, I think like there's other ways to punish and like. We didn't do anything bad, illegal. We took a few crab legs, and they could have gave us like something where, all right, you can't eat lunch for a couple of weeks or a week, or yeah, like or you go weeks. do this, this, uh, you go roll on the field or whatever it may have been. Just something quick. Like we worked hard. We were equally equally mm-hmm. deserving of that food. If you think about it, through all the stuff we did, um, lifting weights, going to practices, preparing, and yeah. all that stuff. So. It just seemed kind of harsh. Um, and I don't know anyone else, like, even at Watch or uh, Montana, who are like player that was punished for doing something of that nature. So, I mean, it was crazy. Maybe it was just like, oh, these dudes, like, how much money did y'all lose from us eating a couple crab legs? Like, it's not the end of the mm, world. Exactly. In my opinion. Exactly. But to them, it seemed like the biggest deal. And, I mean, yep. you know, we still ate lunch though, <laughs> and we still had dinner every now and then. So. Exactly. Yeah. So and know. so, like, like I was saying, right? Like at that point, right? You know, be, not being able to have dinner, having my lunch privileges taken yeah. away, and so, you know, I, that was I was like a year in my 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 second year, yeah. and you know, I was mentally checked out, right? So, you know, for me, I ended up deciding to transfer out, right. and um, you know, and it you know, eventually paid off with a scholarship. And so, but it took like the last month for me, it took like the last month of summer to even get that scholarship. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the person who really helped me to, you know, to obtain that scholarship was coach Gasker. Right. So, you know, I was, I was really happy, you know, for me that coach Gasker was there, you know, at that point in my life. So, you know, I was really happy for that. And so, you know, when did you decide, to end up leaving Washington State. Man. Um, again, it was like, all right. At that time, it was still Gerard. It was um, mm-hmm. Jamal. Those were like the one, two, like one A, one B, wherever you want to call them. And then you had, so Keith that first year. And then that second year, James came. You know, James was a big recruit for the school. And, um, you know, yeah. he was a baller. And for me, it was like, man, I'm not finna play. Like, <laughs> You know, even though I did um, uh-huh. special teams that season as well, it's like, I'm not going to sit here and do this all the time. I don't want to do scout. That was one of the biggest things. I was so tired of doing scout team, uh, mm, running exactly. hard, banging heads. And yep. just seeing, like like I mentioned earlier, like I'm running these dudes over, and these are star Pac-12 players. So mm-hmm. um, I, it was like, all right, I can play somewhere else. If I can't play at the um, D1 double a or d1a um you know conference or fbs whatever people are familiar with um i can mm-hmm. go drop down a level and i didn't even know i wish i would know much about that level um fcs football um during high school but man just, yeah, for real, honestly yeah going back to it it was just like man i'm fed up like 
I'm not. I had one little touchdown at Washington State, and that just wasn't enough. Like for me, it was like I could play somewhere, and I I didn't think it would be Montana. I didn't know where it would be, but I knew I'd be able to play. So right after that, it was um, it was just like the same process as high school. Like as I ended high school, just sending out tapes. Yeah, that's all. I was doing man, that yep. to every school again. It was Twitter. Um, emails, whatever, you know, whatever you think of, I was working and sending yep. the scout tape. That's all in mm-hmm. high school tape, but yeah, that's, I was done, man. I was, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not about to play. They don't want to offer me a scholarship. That was another thing. They didn't want to offer a scholarship and at the time they were doing, um, I remember JT had got one and it was like, it was like one player per year and like, in a sense, mm-hmm. it was you had to be there. If you was there for this amount of time, you were next up. So, those players ahead of me, but um, yeah, I wasn't sitting there. I couldn't. Have, I couldn't have done a third season, like wasted three years doing that. No, so yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And so, so, so at that point, like you realize you had the ability to receive a scholarship, yeah. right? And so, and you know, for me, I, I I thought the same thing. And so I was just like, man, I'm not about to be here for another year. I, yeah. I can't put that burden on my mom to take another parent plus loan to even get, you know, get that 30, was it 30 some thousand dollar loan for her. And so I was like, man, I I know I'm able, you know, to receive a scholarship from a different school. I got the ability to do that. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I took a chance on myself, you know, at the end of the day, it ended up paying off, but it it was stressful, you know, especially for me, like I said earlier, you know, I was, I was in true, I was in the fold, not even in the fold, my bad. I wasn't even in the fold yeah. into knowing like, okay, what's my next step? Mm-hmm. And so it, it took until uh, whew, about the beginning of July to even receive that scholarship. And then once I received it, you know, I think I had about two, three weeks to even pack up my bags and go, you know, <laughs> go straight to Texas. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So that, that was, you know, that was tough, but yeah. it was definitely a blessing. Oh, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I got the scholarship. Mm-hmm. You know, I ended up getting my bachelor's degree with that, my master's degree with that as mm-hmm. well. So, you know, that that was really the whole goal at that point, you know, in my life was, you know, to play football for as long as I can, but, you know, to get my degrees. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, blessed for that. And so I know for you, man, I, at that point, you, you, was, you was feeling the same way. Oh, yeah, I was over it, boy. Like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I just – I couldn't do it anymore. Like I remember um, at the time. So, uh, you know, my old roommate, once you left Killian, um, he was done with the team and Matt. Oh, that was, uh, damn. I wish I could remember the exact reason, but I remember. So Madigan, um, he was another running back scout team player walk on. And um, I think it was spring. It was something in spring that really just geared us away. I can't remember what it was, if it was a practice or whatnot, but him and I talked and we were like, man, we are over it. Like, just yeah. done. Like, I don't want to do this no more. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, even before I knew I was, like, even trying to go talk to other schools, like, I'm not doing it. I was, I just, like, I was ready to quit after that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You, you be done, man. That, that grind with no reward, man, that, that's, that's yes, tough right no there. Joke. So, and so, like, you know, how long did it take, you know, Montana to give you a look? Yeah. And then not only give you a look, but to receive that scholarship, like, like take us into, yeah. you know, that process. Man, so it it was crazy. Um, At the time, I think I was, I wasn't at Campus Commons, but um, 
what happened. So it was Twitter. It was Twitter, and that, it was Coach Green. I think Coach Clay knew Coach Green or somebody on that coaching staff, but Coach Green, uh, Justin Green, that is, he um, DM'd me on Twitter. And, you know, I, I didn't know much about Montana except um, one of our childhood friends and grew up in Venice, uh, Kareem Jamar. Yeah, yeah. He played for mm-hmm. Montana basketball. So that's all I knew. I didn't know and didn't even think they had a good football team. But, um, yeah, so Coach Green messaged me and – like from that point, it was like everything was quick. It was it was a Twitter DM, and it was we like you, we like your um the little scout team tape I put together on YouTube, which is still up. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> yeah, so um, they seen that you know I had some, some really good plays, like obviously not game footage, but from from uh, scrimmages and scout, I had some good plays, so they liked it and. Um, so because Green messaged me, we went back and forth really briefly, and then. That's when Coach Stitt, so Bob Stitt, who was the head coach um, at the time, he called me. And so I answered the phone. You know, I'm kind of starstruck just because, man, I'm I'm in the works of a scholarship. And it was like, man, he's like, we want to get you in. We want you to come see the school. Like, from that point, it was, mm-hmm. you know, you coming in, we want you pretty much to come take a visit. And you know, I, I've yeah. never been on a visit, so at that point, it was just, it was exciting. Um, and I went there, and, like, it wasn't far from Pullman, so obviously I had a lot of people in Pullman at the time still. And yeah, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of like a no-brainer like for me. After you had your fun, right? Did, yeah. your Scott, did the offer, be you know, come after, after that, or did it come right. before you actually went bar hopping and stuff like that? Like, when, no, when did well, that... You, yeah. I want you to be on this on this team. You know, you're gonna have a full yeah. ride. When did that, yeah. you know, come into place? So, um, what's so funny is, so at the night after bar hopping, they yeah. had scheduled something super early, and you know, I didn't think going into it, I'd probably be that hungover. Um, and I was staying at this hotel out there, and man, I was like, it it was just like a bad hangover, and they had us wake up early. I think it was, I don't know if I was, I probably was by myself, but I can't remember. Yeah, so anyway, I remember Colin, Colin Bonnison, Bonnickson. He um he came pick me up. And I'm like, and I told him too, I said, honestly, man, you know, I want to play here. And he kind of mentioned, like, he hinted at, and, and Coach Green hinted before that, that, you know, Coach did want to offer me a scholarship. And I'm like, I'm, I'm so, like, I, you know, I don't want to do nothing. You don't got to show me nothing else. We had yeah. went to Chipotle and after that, I'm like, I'm cool. You don't got to show me nothing. And and then what, when it became like kind of official was when I was just leaving, and I can't remember if it was Bonnickson, Bonnickson or uh, Coach Green who dropped me off at the airport, but that's when uh, Coach Stig gave me a call, and then and, you know we talked about the visit, and he said like you know if you want to be a Grizz, and then he went on to offer the scholarship. So from there it, it was just it was all uphill and. Right after, like, I wasn't even in L.A. at the time. I was in uh, Pullman for a summer. And so I was right back in Pullman, you know, not too far from Montana. So it was just like, all right, I got the scholarship. Um, summer's coming up. And, you know, next you got fall. So it was just getting prepared. And, you know, I finished the semester at Washington State. And after that, it was just summer. And then, boom, I'm right to um, Missoula. Yes. So when you end up, like, actually getting that scholarship offer, 
Like, how was that feeling? Like, did you ever feel like, oh, man, man, this weight is lifted off my shoulders? Like, how yeah, was that yeah. feeling? It, I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy, man. Because, well, first of all, you don't, I, you know, at the time, I didn't think I would play um, off the rip. You know, they had a running back there, Jeremy Calhoun, and yeah, yep. they had some other guys who were there. Um, and so, you know, it, you go into it, and you're just like, all right, I'm, I'm just excited to have a scholarship, like. Football aside, obviously you got to work and grind still, but I was just more excited to um, continue to, to do what I love, but for free. Like, yeah. not for free, but like, you know, get my education. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so, 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 you know, basically, you know, for me, right, that feeling, man, it, it was amazing because, mm-hmm. you know, throughout Washington State, I had to really rely on my mom, right? So my mom, right, right. she took out the, the student loans. You know, mm-hmm. she she paid a little bit of my rent, you know, once financial yeah. aid went off. Yeah. And so, you know, I you know, I really relied on her. So getting that scholarship, it really it like it really wasn't for me. It was for yeah. her, right? Yeah, and so her, yeah. And so, you know, you know, having that weight off my shoulders, right? Like mm-hmm. be like, Mom, you know, mama, you don't have to rely on you know, I don't have to rely on you. And so, yeah. you know, that I, I bet that was really huge for her, you oh, know, not having man. to, you know, be able to give me money. You know, I, you know, my scholarship was able to give me money, you know, so, yeah. you know, I, you know, basically, you know, that scholarship was basically for her. Right. And it, you know, of course mm-hmm. it was for me, but, you know, yeah. for, at the end of the day, you know, you no more money out of her pocket. So, oh, I was, you know, I was really I was really happy for that, you know, happy for her mm-hmm. and happy for myself, you know, for that reason. So, you know, to wrap it up. Right. We're going to we're going to we're going to do it off this. Do you think that journey was worth it? And how has it prepared you, you know, for life today? Like right, right. now, how has that journey prepared you for life? Man, I mean, that, that's a great question. Um, it's like a question you can go really into depth mm-hmm. with, um, especially a two-part about it. So, you know, like how does it help me now? And, you know, um, I guess I could start like, I would, I would do, if I could do it a hundred times over, I would do it the same way. Like, Everything that that went into it just made me like. Let's say you know I was there for two years on special teams and scout team. Like maybe that made me a better player. Maybe it prepared me more to play at Montana than if I would have left after a year or even just you know did some other route. So mm-hmm. um, the whole experience, just like meeting the players we met there and playing in the bowl games and you know just being a part of all of that. Like it's just something that again I could do a hundred times over and and like just to take it just to take it to like how how it affects me in life today it's like you know everything in life we know is not handed to you and yeah, it's not easy it. like you have to go out there and grind every day so mm-hmm. just that part of it like man you can get knocked down on your feet it you know if if you let it happen and you can choose to get up if you want or you can choose to stay down and like for me it was always just keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding. And, um, you know, you eventually be rewarded. So even to today's life, um, or, you know, how I use it now is, you know, just keep persevering and, you know, shit get hard and you're not always the best at something. And you may be doing something new for the first time. Like, so for me, it's like, I got this YouTube channel and mm-hmm. like, I just had a rough day to, um, the other day trying to upload this video and it should have been out and, I couldn't understand why I didn't show my whole clip, but like 
you know, I was frustrated and I was up all night trying to do it before I had work. And I just told myself, like, man, this shit going to be hard. It won't be easy, but yep. just keep going at it. Like, every day you got to keep going at whatever you may be doing in life. Like, you know, everybody deals with their own struggles, but like the walk on life for us is like, and for everyone else who's walked on, you understand it. Like you going into it, understanding what the grind is. So I understand what my grind is in life and what my purpose is. And that experience has just, it shaped me to be who I am. Like I've always been like, I felt like I've been an underdog, like especially in high school, um, in Exeter High School. But like, yeah, just to walk on life, man, the grind, you just, you grind harder. Just like, I mean, anybody, anything in life, when you're not mm-hmm. favored to do something, you just grind harder at it. Yep, Exactly. And I, I, I definitely feel you on that one. I, I like I like that answer right there. So before we get out of here, man, I want I want you to, you know, I, I know you got a YouTube channel. Yeah. You over there really grinding over there. So mm-hmm. let's let's basically let's let's give out a, a shameless plug for you. So you know, basically yeah. you know, shout out yourself, put your YouTube channel, yeah, your Instagram, man. Um, say all that. Yeah, all that. So I, I don't got the Instagram. I got the Twitter though, so I could I could pull that up and. You know, so pretty much my channel is it's called On the Sticks Lee, and it's all together. So all on the sticks, all together, and then Lee. Um, okay. And pretty much it'll be like featuring gameplay of Madden 22 and Call of Duty. Now those are the two games that are out, the two newer games. Um, you know, maybe I'll get to the 2Ks of the world, the Fifas yes, and all that yes, stuff. Sir. But but yeah, for now, you know, it's Madden and um Call of Duty, and pretty much. It's just playing, man. Like, I, I play video games a lot, and, you know, I just, I, I watch a lot of streamers, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tab Man, Swag, mm-hmm. and those guys. So, yep. you know, obviously it takes hard work to get to that level, but for me, it's like, man, if I could play four or five hours a day, I might as well go this route. Like, do something you love in life. So, anyways, yeah, um, you guys, if you got Twitter, you can follow me at on the sticks Lee, and that's all together. So, capital um, for every first letter, on the sticks Lee. Um, and then for YouTube, the same thing on the sticks, Lee, if you look it up, you should be able to find videos. Um, yeah. So, you know, just go out there, subscribe to the channel, man, watch the videos, drop a comment. If you like the videos, um, you know, you comment whatever you like, you know, and share, share with your friends, man. Just, you know, help grow the channel. That's what it'd be, man. People, you know, I was thinking about like, even myself, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll sit there watching a 20 minute video and. I'm supporting these strangers. And like, for me, it's like, I'm trying to reach these videos out to, to friends and, and people may not watch or play call of duty or, or Madden, but you know, even if you just let it run on your screen for five minutes, man, or whatever it is, but you know, subscribing as well, it yep. just, it helps me out in my long run. So, you know, I'd appreciate it if, if, you know, you guys just do that for me and, you know, just tap in, man, we'll have some good content for you. Man, and there we go, man. That's a shameless yeah. plug right there. Yes, sir. And uh, man, that's that's how you wrap it up right there, man. Thank you guys mm-hmm. for tuning in to the Views with Voices podcast. And I'm your host, mm-hmm. Dewan Thompson. See y'all later. All right.